This is The Guardian. I'm Laura Murphy-Oates, coming to you from Gadigal Land, and this is The Full Story. The unemployment benefit, known as JobSeeker, currently sits at $50 a day, less than half of the minimum wage. The government has not committed to increasing the payment, citing budget pressures. But a growing chorus of Labor MPs are breaking ranks and calling on the government to raise the rate. One of them is Labor backbencher and paediatrician Michael Freelander. I'm seeing families that are absolutely struggling and they can't afford to get into CGPs, and that is affecting young kids in particular, and I'm really worried about that. I lose sleep over that. In his electorate of MacArthur in outer Sydney, the cost of living crisis is hitting hard. The commonest question I get asked in my medical clinics, it's about how can we uh, get a house? How can we get a roof over our head? There are people increasingly being left behind by a society that is becoming more inequitable. Today, a conversation with Michael Freelander about why he's breaking ranks over JobSeeker and what he calls a groundswell of support within Labor for raising the rate. It's Monday, the 1st of May. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. So, Mike Friedlander, why are you supporting raising the rate of JobSeeker? Uh, because I'm really seeing people struggling in my electorate who are unemployed to deal with uh, the everyday problems like getting a roof over their heads, getting uh, food for themselves and their families, and actually even uh, transport. Things just aren't affordable for most of the people who aren't employed in my electorate. Your electorate is in southwest Sydney. Can you tell me a bit about it and any specifics on the stories that you're hearing from people there? Well, Campbelltown is the centre of my electorate of MacArthur, which is in outer southwestern Sydney. Very rapidly it's uh, changed to a, an area which is essentially a dormitory suburbs um, for Sydney and, and uh, the areas where there's jobs. And we have areas that were previously farms uh, turned into suburbs. It used to be quite a disadvantaged area. It's changing a lot in that the house prices are going up, rents are going up, um, but there's still significant pockets of disadvantage. We have a higher unemployment rate than the rest of the country where our unemployment rate is around 5.6, 5.7%. The rest of the country is under 5%. We have high youth unemployment. We have lower educational standards on average. So 
significant pockets of disadvantage and these are the people that are really struggling at the moment and I really feel for them. Is there any specific interaction with someone in your electorate who is on JobSeeker that stands out to you that you could share? I saw a family uh, last Friday actually uh, in which the father had brought the kids along, um, two boys who have significant uh, disability, and he was saying he was struggling to um, get a job within reasonable travelling distance of um, his family. Uh, His wife has significant health issues as well. They were in Department of Housing accommodation, but even there they were finding it difficult to pay the rent. And uh, he was wondering how he was going to provide for his eldest son's birthday party that he was going to have when they got back to school and how he was going to supply just simple things with food for the party, etc. And most of the jobs that he would be, was being offered were long distance away, poorly skilled, irregular hours, and um, he was struggling to survive on JobSeeker. How long have you felt this way, that JobSeeker rate should raise? Have you, is there a particular thing that changed your mind as well? Oh, no, I've been a long-term supporter of a rise in uh, in job seeker payments. Uh, before the last election, I, I called for it. And I, many of my colleagues feel the same as I do. I don't think that I'm anywhere out there. I, I think that most of us believe that uh, job seeker is not adequate to provide for people to do the basic things in life with a roof over their head and food for their families. Mm. And, and, of course, In medicine, we're seeing it increasingly expensive for people to even get medical and certainly dental care. So I felt like this for a long time. Mm. I've always thought myself to be very lucky and I see people in my cohort doing very well financially in the last decade. And I think that we have left a number of people behind uh, and given wealthier people a lot of advantages in the taxation system and certainly in the, in the people who have their own housing are certainly very much advantaged these days. And so I've for a long time felt that we should be doing more for people on um, JobSeeker and, and other welfare payments. And I think it's pleasing that we're looking at in, increasing the age for people to say on the single parent supporting payment. Um, there is talk about this, of course. I think that's a very good thing, but JobSeeker is also part of that and uh, I think we do need to increase those payments to make it at least livable. And and I I really do think, you know, we we need to think more about people who are struggling in this difficult time with the cost of living pressures. Most families will cope, but there are a group, and this includes people on JobSeeker payments, who are really struggling to cope with even the most basics of, of, of life in a modern society. Right, so cost of living inequality is a really big motivation there for you, but there is also an economic argument. I mean, the government's own expert panel recommended an increase to job seeker, arguing that the rate meant that uh, it was a barrier to finding work, the low rate at the moment. Have you heard about this? Absolutely. The low rate of uh, job seeker means that people can't travel to appointments, um, not just uh, job interviews, but, uh, you know, some of them are doing courses where they need to improve their education. Um, they can't afford that. 
And, you know, I, I met with a lady the other day and I, I've got a strong focus on dental care and she said she was too embarrassed to go to job interviews because her teeth were so bad. Mm. And I really think this is, you know, modern society, surely we should be able to get people access to decent dental care. It's a, it's a huge part of it. Even decent clothes people are struggling to afford. They're struggling to afford things for their kids like, uh, you know, uh, laptops and iPads and, and the electronic devices that all kids use these days and need to learn to use so that they, when they go into the job market, are technologically savvy. So it's a real issue, I know, across the country with cost of living, but for people who are getting payments of less than $50 a day, I just cannot see how they can possibly compete uh, in a jobs market, in a housing market, with those sort of payments. And I think they have to be increased. It sounds like it is a motive issue for you. I mean, how do you feel when you hear stories about the woman who you know, can't go to job interviews because of her feelings about her teeth or the father with the with the kids. Does that weigh on you? It, it does weigh on me. And I did uh, previously say that I felt we shouldn't change the stage three tax cuts that we'd already promised pre-election to keep them. But I'm increasingly feeling that was wrong of me to say that because I do see how many people are, are, are struggling on these welfare payments And even though I think it is breaking an election promise, um, I do feel increasingly that it's not right that people on higher incomes get such big benefits when people on very low incomes aren't getting much at all. Right, the government is arguing that there's budget repair needed, but many have pointed to things like the Stage 3 tax cuts, which will cost about $20 billion a year and predominantly benefit higher income earners. Is what you're saying that they should be dropped? What I'm saying is that I should change my opinion about that and that they should be dropped. That I was wrong to say that when I realised how little job seeker is. Next, Freelander's view on when, not if, Labor will change the rate of job seeker. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Four MPs have signed an open letter calling for Labor to raise the rate of job seeker, and yourself and multiple other colleagues came forward after this to add support. 
Why did you decide to raise this publicly rather than pursuing it internally within the party? Well, I think that it's sometimes hard to raise these things internally in the heat of, uh, you know, budget repair and budget discussions. And I think it's important that people know that we do want to support them. So I want to very strongly send that message. A long time ago, I came out and called for an increase in uh, the job seeker payments um, because I, for a long time, felt that we are marginalising a group of people who are the most disadvantaged. And I still believe that. You say that it's hard to raise your views within the party. How so? Are there not enough opportunities or debate happening around this? Oh, look, there, there are opportunities, but I, I do think that publicly we should come out and support people so that they know that we support them and that we do want to increase these payments and we'll look to doing it. If it doesn't happen this budget, we will certainly keep the pressure on to have it happen. I think Jim Chalmers has got an incredibly difficult job. I think he is doing a great job, but I do think a a little bit of public pressure uh, on the party as a whole may help uh, Jim make up his mind to increase the payments. There's been some suggestion that the support for raising the rate is even broader than the MPs that have come forward so far. How broad is the support across the Labor Party for raising the rate? I haven't come across any of my colleagues saying we shouldn't increase the rate. And uh, I think people in the outer suburban electorates like mine really understand the pressures that people who are already struggling are, are on in the last uh, couple of years. And uh, I've not heard one of my colleagues say we shouldn't raise the job seeker rate. Do you believe it's a majority of the party? You say it's you haven't met someone who doesn't support raising the rate in Labor. Would it be the majority? I think it would be unwise for me to put um, words in my colleagues' mouths. But uh, I, I, I know and I'm proud of my colleagues who have come out publicly and I think that uh, we we stand, Labor Party stands for lots of things, but number one, it stands for protecting those who are most vulnerable. And I think this is a one way of showing them that. Do you think more MPs might come forward in the lead up to the budget or in the coming weeks and months? Look, I, as again, it's not up to me uh, to, to um, speculate on that. I'm doing this because personally I felt for a long time, long before the last election that, that uh, job seeker needs to be increased. So there is potentially consensus in Labor, but is it more a matter of, of when? It's more a matter of when and, and um, you know, clearly we do need to prioritise budget repair and we all understand that. Um, money is being found for other things and I think that, that we need to prioritise support for those um, who are really struggling. As I said to you, I previously publicly put pressure on the government to keep the stage three tax cuts. I think in retrospect, I was wrong to say that. And um, I I hope that we can um, work out a compromise. It sounds like you hope that the government will change their mind on this issue at some point. When do you think that will be? I'm not the treasurer. <laughs> I know he's got unbelievable pressures on him and, and I have we have spoken about this. Mm-hmm. But there is a groundswell that says 
we need to start the process now of improving things for people that are the most disadvantaged. The government has said that they've committed to reviewing the rate of payments every budget, essentially. If there's no change within this budget, then is it left till next year? Do you believe it'll be left till next year? I don't think it will be left. I really don't. I know on a personal level Jim feels that as well, but he's got so many pressures on him now. And we'll be judged very much by this first major budget. I know he had a smaller budget last year, but this is really the most important one. The government has emphasised that while considering new cost of living measures, they are concerned about adding to inflation. There is a theory that increasing job seeker could see those on the payment just pay more in the end for groceries and the like because of inflation. Does that argument stand up to you? Not really. Um, I think that the money that we give people on JobSeeker will go back into the economy. I don't think it's going to be part of the inflationary pressure. I think it is, in fact, going to go mostly to small businesses that, that are struggling at the moment as well. And I think that is a help for our local economy, certainly, mm. and um, the wider economy as well. I don't really subscribe to the argument it's going to increase Uh, material costs and increase uh, inflationary pressures at all. You've highlighted the stage three tax cuts as a potential cost-saving measure that, you know, then would free up some money to go into JobSeeker. Are there any others? Look, I think that um, it would be unwise of me to start uh, singling out uh, lots of ways of of, uh, saving money. We've committed to some big spending and I'm hopeful we will also get some uh, increased spending in, in particularly access to primary health care for people. What, what I would be saying is in the last 10 years, those at the top of the scale have been doing extremely well and I can see lots of um, measures that can be taken advantage of by wealthy people, negative gearing being one, um, the dividend imputation for um, uh, retirees, et cetera, on large, uh, with large superannuation balances. I think, you know, they've been helped a lot. The people who haven't been helped so much are those down the bottom of the scale. And I think it's really important that we support them. Everyone has different priorities, I know that. But I also know that, you know, the Labor Party under Anthony Albanese is committed to making sure we have a more equitable society. And and, uh, this is one way. Uh, of doing it by increasing uh, job seeker payments and and other welfare payments as well. Mm. Right. Anthony Albanese went to the last election promising no one held back, no one left behind. Is the government sticking to that ethos, particularly on this issue of job seeker? Um, I think that, you know the the overall belief is yes, we are sticking to that, and and we've seen that in the health system with cheaper uh, medicine costs and. Um, ways of trying to improve funding for our public hospital system, trying to make sure that aged care is working well for everyone, not just the wealthier people. And I think some of the mooted changes in the welfare system with the single parents um, now being able to stay on a supporting pension until it looks like until their their, um, youngest child turns 12, they're all important things in helping disadvantaged people. There are still a number of areas where we need to work hard at and housing is certainly one of them. 
and we've had a package that we want passed by the parliament that the Greens are, are trying to um, block. But the Albanese government is committed to trying to make things better across the economy, but particularly for those that are most disadvantaged. And I'm very proud to be part of that. That was Michael Freelander, Labor MP for MacArthur. This episode was produced by Karishma Lusria, Alison Chan and myself. Sound design and mixing by Joe Koning, who also created our theme music. The executive producer of this episode is Hannah Parks. I'm Laura Murphy-Oates. Thank you for listening and catch you tomorrow. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.